1: Hey guys, it's Kevin Urrutia here with my co-host, Eric Philippou on Digital Marketing Fastlane. Today, we have a very special episode. We're going to do a brand audit, not really a brand audit, but more of a conversion rate optimization audit on three brands that we recently found online. And uh, we'll talk about what we like about them, what we don't like about them, and maybe some things that they can improve on or not improve on. Eric, how are you doing?
2: Good, good. Excited about this episode. I've been building a lot of
1: landing pages lately, so it's something
2: been on top of mind.
1: Yeah, perfect. So let's dive right in. So did you want to start off with Belle Blas? Sure. sure, we can look at that one. Sustainably stylish. I guess they're going to sustainability angle, right, Eric? I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, and that's a
1: huge angle in the fashion yeah. world.
2: I don't want to go as far as saying it's maybe overdone. People are desensitized to it. I think it's still very important, obviously. It's it's becoming less of a differentiator.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that's like reminds me of Tom's, remember? Hey, donate one, get one. Eventually, everybody was doing that.
2: It's that first impression you get. Yeah. Um, it tries to tell you what this brand is about. And then the rest is just all business. It's all yeah. like a classic direct response after that. So I kind of like that. Aesthetically, this is a gorgeous website. I love it. About the sustainability angle yeah. is that they don't answer what's in it for me a lot. They just say this is good for the planet. Logically, everyone thinks, oh, that's good if it's good for the planet. Yeah. But- when they parting with their credit cards and their wallets, then they start to think, well, what's in it for me. And so when you say, Oh, be a hero, or like this is a brand for people want to change the world it's stuff like that. Apple is, I think, very good at that. They kind of inspire people in their advertising.
1: And one thing too, I think what you said is very important. This site is very beautiful, but Mm. beautiful doesn't mean it converts. And I think that is an illusion that a lot of people have. For example, here, there's no maybe arrow indicating that I can go to the next one. I just found out mm. by accident, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that's like, don't make me think. Like, why not put an arrow on? And I can hear a discussion already with like the design team. Oh, it's going to mess up the brand. It's going to mess up the layout. It's, well, what do you want? Branding or do you want sales,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think that's a cool feature just to introduce someone to yeah. the brand because it does take up a lot of space. So if you're already familiar with it, you don't need that much space. I think that's an interesting move. I've never seen it before, but I imagine that's the logic behind it.
1: Yeah, I like this. Like this is a really good copy.
2: Yeah, I think it's a clever way to describe something and it's a big thing of block text. And I think this is a clever way to show block text. Mm -hmm. I personally am not a big fan of block text and I don't know what the readability is on this as opposed to just a big dense paragraph, but I think they're making a good effort and they're definitely testing things out. And I think they're taking a risk, which is also a huge thing that these seem like cool risks to take. And you have to respect that a little. Yeah. I do love how they show their products like this in context to their About Us or this collection.
1: This company is pretty good. I like their stuff so far. (laughs) I like everything they're doing here. It's pretty nice. I like that it's designed cleverly but it's still, to me, it seems very designed versus direct response. It's not a marketer designing it. It's a very designer designer. Yeah,
2: back in the brick and mortar days of almost a year ago. Yeah. If you want a store with a very cool physical layout, that's cool. But if it's hard to find out how to buy something, that's where people can get confused. And there are a couple stores in Manhattan that you might be familiar with, Reformation and Everlane, maybe not every lane but reformation is one for example it's a much different shopping experience than some of the others and they actually do it very well it's something unusual and if it's too unusual at least for e-commerce it could distract people because people are conditioned for a
1: certain user experience when they're shopping online so yeah i like all these little touches yeah it looks very nice i think it's very nicely designed i'm not sure if it's like super conversion driven so that's sort of where I would add more call to actions. I would add some other stuff.
2: Yeah. What's an example just for people at home where it's very designed aesthetically, but it is also very conversion focused. Magic Spoon to me is the
1: first that comes to mind. Magic Spoon is a good others. one. So anyway, the good example is like this, right? This is very well designed. A few things missing here already, right? There's no reviews. Why would I ever buy a product without reviews, Ooh. right? I see uh, what you mean. It can be designed beautifully, but you're still missing these like sort of small conversion things. For example, reviews, going back to Schoolyard Snacks, reviews, right? 203 sold in the last 22 hours. I'm
2: not sure if this is real. <laughs> like, honestly. Like, yeah, I don't think it is.
1: But, you yeah. know, it's a widget that probably, yeah. it's probably on their Shopify store. One thing they do well here is add to cart really sticks out. And they also have like a great guarantee yeah. here. Whereas oh, yeah. this brand here it just says buy now. There's no guarantee. There's nothing like that. And also, I'm not sure if you're noticing this, Eric. You see how we switch tabs to Billy Blast? You see what they mm-hmm. did here? Come back to yeah. us. We miss you. From I know some founders love that. Yeah. Those are things that we should be thinking about conversion rate stuff. It's not really about the design. It's about adding these things on here that's going to make you want to buy. Like, hey, look, 10 people are watching this shoe right now. Or, hey, we only have three sizes left, right? For example, let's say I click on eight. You can have something here that says like, hey, three eights left. Right You see these little urgency triggers that you can add to a product. for example, for me, this is like very generic. this is obvious, right 203 sold. But if you're a shoe company you can say, hey, look, we only have two pairs of eights left and for each size it could be dynamic, right Eric versus one generic thing. so you can make mm-hmm. it more custom, you can make it feel quote unquote more real stuff like that I mean obviously you can make it real
2: like Amazon does and yeah uh, they're the best in the game <laughs> if
1: yeah. that's Amazon a- does this all the time, right So anyway, let's go to buy now. Like I said, this isn't like a design critique. Direct response, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: What I do like is they seem like they're trying to tell a story mm-hmm. in the product page as you scroll down and then right-hand column. So I think, you know, someone who's this target customer, they're really design aesthetic focused. Yep. I think they would appreciate stuff like this. We Sacrificing smart direct response marketing tactics for branding is a false dichotomy.
1: It really depends on the consumer, right? Eric, we've worked with previous brandy companies and the stuff works because that consumer really likes that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: These brandy type of stuff is really more for a fashion industry because the fashion industry is really driven by design, aesthetics, whereas let's say going back to cereal, right? That's a commoditized product. No one's really into like, oh, this cereal is going to make me look good. This is why fashion does so well because it's more like perception. To it's like It's sexy. Yeah, it's sexy. going back to the three R principles, right? It's what? Showing off. You want to show off. So that's why you're like, hey, look at my $500 jacket that I paid, right? Because you're still appealing to one of these things that is DR and also maybe like trying to find a partner, right? Sexual companionship, etc. cetera. Whereas food is more commoditized and also now you need more DR stuff. This is the standard, right? Nothing crazy here.
2: Yeah. And I think that's good because okay. Autofill probably works here. I hear great things about ShopPay and having these different payment options. I mean, it's a you, super you, fast
1: process. You must have read something on Twitter recently then. Or yeah, I must
2: have. I don't use it personally on my Shopify sites, but it is something that, you know, I do see a lot of the Twitter Google's, gurus
1: saying they love it. I've been hearing that too. So I wonder what their play is. So I well, I actually saying.
2: used it as a customer yeah. and it was much faster than any other checkout process. It's like autofill, even faster than autofill, basically. I was just on my phone. It's really good on mobile. Okay. As you can probably tell, look at its UX. It's definitely mobile first designed. Yeah, awful. Look yeah. at that. It's literally mobile first designed. I checked out in like three seconds after hitting Add to Cart. It has a very high uh, Add to Cart to purchase
1: ratio. Do you think there's going to be an Amazon-ish of like Shopify stores? Where like you can... Buy many products at once. Let's say like all these brands we're working on, like Billy, the Pill Club, Bill Bloss are all Shopify stores. What if there's like a shop center, you know, kind of like a Walmart of Shopify where all these brands are, and then and then Shopify will send them API calls saying, Hey, Kevin just ordered from all your stores, go ship it now.
2: Well, I mean, I've actually looked into Shopify's business model a lot, more from an investing standpoint.
1: Oh, damn. Um, all right, guys. Eric's about to drop. I don't mean bets. to get into
2: Wall Street bets. Here, but it is interesting. Uh, they're they're trying to do fulfillment more, and they're trying to be a more centralized brand. Yeah. I don't know if that means that they're going to make some kind of centralized store the way Amazon is with all their different sellers, quote unquote stores.
1: But I know they're making efforts to be more centralized. Yeah, makes sense to me on my end. Let's go to the next door. This is the Pill Club. Pill Club. I guess that's the website. I love this straight off the bat. Easiest way to control your birth control. This is what I like. So you literally land on here and you know what they do. And they also have three bullet points get your prescription online, free delivery with goodies, a nice little bonus, and $0 with insurance. Best price without. You see how much in literally one, two, three, four, five sentences they've packed so much value. And it's so clean, it's so good, and it gets started. A really great call to action. What are your thoughts?
2: And, I mean, before above the scroll, you haven't even scrolled yet. You yeah. see licensed pharmacy, U.S. licensed doctors, FDA approved, just trust badges, which is crucial for anything you yep. put in your body. Birth control and these types of products, these are things that have a D2C advantage, like Hims, example. They make something uncomfortable. They make it cool and casual. Headspace, the mental health space, is another good example. They do this very well. It makes that impression very quickly. It's nothing crazy. It's, it's a very simple branding. I don't even think they had a huge branding effort campaign. It's just very simple and very smartly done.
1: Yeah. Very nice branding, really good conversion principles applied to it. But you said Eric is so key. This is right below the fold and they probably designed that yeah. on purpose. And I imagine they run a
2: lot of paid traffic. So i I'd be curious to see how it looks on mobile too. If you want to yep. show the users on YouTube, how it looks on mobile.
1: Yep. Let's look at a mobile.
2: This is probably a more realistic customer journey when a lot of the paid traffic comes to mobile. Yeah. It's actually even better mobile because the unique selling proposition or that what's in it for me is more prominently featured. I do like $0 with insurance as low as $9 without. If you're just looking at that, which is what everyone sees first, yep. there is a lot of reasons to make the next step of get started. They're addressing a lot of the objections. It's almost like a really smartly designed ad. Yep. In fact, if I wanted to make an advertiser, I would. you could screenshot just this pink area and that's a good ad in itself. Yeah. That's a very smartly done and very deliberately done landing page and homepage.
1: It's interesting that you're saying that because I just thought about this. That if you find an ad that's working really well on Facebook, or Google, et cetera, mm. I think for you as a business, you should take that copy, that image and put that on your landing page because it's mm-hmm. converting people somehow on a platform. Why don't you just take that exact image, the exact copy that's doing well and put it on your landing page or test that landing page with it, yeah. right? So that's what to consider. And that's why
2: creative testing is so important as a marketer. If you test high impact, important things, and you prioritize them, the learnings, it's not just making the CPA 20% lower. You're taking extremely powerful psychological benefits and you're spreading them to every part of your business, even customer service emails and the packaging, everything. The more you test, the more you learn about that. And the compounded impacts of that long-term are absolutely massive. It's what makes the difference between some birth control brand that you've never heard of and probably is not even in business anymore. And something like this where, you know, I imagine they have a really good shot. I don't know how established they are, but I imagine they could be quite successful just with a good direct response
1: funnel. Yep. Okay. So let's scroll down and getting birth control should be this easy. Very simple. One, two, three, four. I like that kind of takes away the pain with it. It's probably very painful. I'm not sure what the process is like. They probably have simplified it here. Medical team. I love when they show real faces of medical people and experts. It just instills more trust. I'll say something here that
2: is a little controversial, but I'll just think about it because we're men. We don't use birth control personally. I imagine, I can't speak for Kevin. I don't take these pills or whatever, but women do. We're talking about a women's product we don't use, but we're just looking at the CRL. of it. You scroll down, the doctors are all female. You don't want someone looking like me to be the doctor for a birth control pill. (laughs) I think it's good that they have women doctors. They know their audience. It seems like a very simple thing, but you'd be surprised in some of these cases.
1: And this is the other interesting part. Just because they have the lab coat on, we're assuming they're doctors, but they never even say that here. These psychological things are just inherently in you. We didn't even think about it. It got me. We just see the coat. Oh, that's a doctor. There's a reason why TV actors wear lab coats on TV or on commercials, even what scrubs, right? Those people that play the doctors or whatever, they're on commercials for real medicine because people (laughs) believe that they're doctors, even though there's a TV show. But anyways, this goes back to some of these inherent marketing things that you as a human, you probably do not even think about, but as a brand, as an advertiser, marketer, we know that these things will trigger you. This is a doctor. They don't even say it once. This is great because they're not lying. It's also possible they are the actual doctors. They just didn't allude to it. Insurance in our pocket. $0. The CTA is there the whole
2: time. If you're not sold and you keep scrolling, there's always that get started button for you. That's very crucial, especially in mobile. And I think this is a great, when you have a good homepage like this, that's less pages you need on your site because this does a lot of the selling. You don't need fancy unbounced landing pages and you don't need a lot of different funnels. I imagine there's a lot of testing going on here. This is very smartly designed. And if I'm a marketer and you have to think, should we run traffic to the homepage or we have to build a landing page separate? I'm thinking let's run traffic to the homepage. It's so smartly designed. And just that alone, from a marketing standpoint, it's one less step in the process and it's just more efficient. There's less variables you have to test. Next thing they do is the camera run 20A. Let's go through this funnel. Let's hit get started. Obviously we're sold.
1: Generic plan B. It looks like they have a lot of stuff, by the way. Oh, you got to type in a bunch of stuff. That's under this funnel.
2: Fair enough. What
1: I do like though here is
2: early lead capture. So if you're a real customer and you're a real qualified customer and you're very serious about buying, you're going to sign up here then continue. And the benefit of having that contact information earlier in the funnel, as opposed to 20 pages till the end of the funnel, is just Kevin's email right there. If he hit enter, edit some more information, they can do email and SMS. This is really hard. This is a subscription. It's probably high CPA. If you can get as much owned traffic as possible, really lead capture on your site, that's going to be extremely helpful.
1: Another thing too, this is probably high CPA. The reason why is probably because people know that if they can switch to your brand, You have a customer for a good amount of time. So it's worth Mm -hmm. capturing and getting these customers. Any niche where there's high competition or you're competing against really established companies, you're going to have a high CPA just because you're going to have to work extra hard to convince somebody to try yours versus whatever thing they're probably using already.
2: These prospecting Mm -hmm. marketing funnels, they can convert at 10%. They can convert 22%. In some cases, they're very, very strong. If you have a very good, hardened, tested welcome series, I think they have a lot of confidence in their email marketing. I'd be interested to sign up for their email just as a marketer to see what it's like. They're trying to get your email so early in the funnel. That means they know that's intentional. They're trying to use email marketing a lot. They probably make more money from that than direct response ads. For a lot of brands, that's a case. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of their ads are lead generation ads, not even purchase conversion ads.
1: They're probably doing something here too. The next brand is this one, Billy Razor Company.
2: And this is the Billy Eilish celebrity brand or am I confusing I, check. I don't mean to insult a lot of the Billie Eilish fans out there. I know Andrew would know he's a big fan.
1: I think they would definitely show it if it was. No, I think it's just another brand, a woman-owned brand. It's a cool brand. I like the branding.
2: I do like how they show that, I guess, humorous. They showed a woman shaving her very hairy armpit, very eye-catching stuff, you know, people doing things. They show, obviously, clear emotion.
1: I like what they're doing. It's very different. The girls aren't, like, ugly. They're not beautiful. They're just very different, and it sticks out different, but they're normal
2: looking people. It's not like they're some runway model or not someone covered in tattoos you see in some other. There are some of these e-commerce sites where maybe it's the target customer, but people with all face tattoos and stuff.
1: Popular now. Are you going to get one, Eric? A face tattoo? I probably mm-hmm. will. I going to say
2: digital marketing fast lane. So once we get a thousand reviews, whatever the thousandth review is, I'm just going to tattoo that on my
1: head. All right, guys, you heard it. Eric's going to get that. But let's see a little bit of the products. Swicky Clean Beauty. Meet beauty that's so good, you can't tell it's clean. So I'm assuming clean means maybe the ingredients.
2: This is another, maybe a brand choice for this. Yeah. There's all women's products that Kevin and I
1: don't use. Every Women's
2: History Month for us men. Yeah. The women's products to you guys. We just picked
1: random beard brands. They're, They're very good. good brands. Yeah, very good brands. Clean ingredients, clean processing, whatever it means. I think Billy just started off his razors, right? And I think they added all this stuff. I
2: don't know, but I like this. It's kind of uh, reminds me of that Take a Reset Drink website. Oh, I'm sure they yeah. got a lot of inspiration from there. It's a beautiful website if you haven't seen it. This is very cool branding. What I have a feeling is maybe this is the polar opposite of what we just looked at. What we just looked at was an extremely direct response focused. That website was made by a direct response marketer. Whereas this one, it seems a little more branding play, not as much direct response. There's a lot going on. It's very aesthetically beautiful. It's not as direct response-y. I don't know how else to explain it. It's not showing what's in it for me. As the clean thing, I'm not the customer, so that could be very obvious for some people, but it was very obvious for the pill club
1: that we just looked at. For people, this goes to show you that this is what we mean by direct response. This stuff that's still beautifully designed, but the copy on it, the way they're writing stuff, the way the products are laid out, it's more about selling where it's yeah. still about fashion brandy play where people don't want to feel like they're getting sold to which it could work for the niche but again a lot of the products are selling for example the razors this is a very generic product you need direct response no more razor burn. no more changing the blades all that stuff that you know benefit of the user besides because this is just a piece of plastic and a razor you literally get these anywhere stuff like this is more about the branding of i have a billy razor
2: that's a very important thing and brand sensitivity is huge Yep. In a lot of demographics and a lot of target audiences. So this could be a thing. And honestly, their branding is very cute. They do a nice job. My only point of reference is my wife's cosmetics. And these look a lot nicer than hers. Probably
1: just heard me in the other room, but <laughs> she's probably yeah, gonna... these are very nice looking. This is really nice. The way their products are laid out. This to me is missing that DR. They did start with a razor blade. I was like, I'm pretty sure. For me, what's missing here is the DR stuff. And I think this is pretty good. I like the copy that they have here. Fact, men and women shave differently. Very, very true. This is really good. This is why we designed a razor for womankind. Pink text not included. I'm not sure if you know what this means. And for those listening at home, that's
2: something where women's products for the same product cost a lot more for some reason. It's kind of a shitty thing.
1: No, it's literally the same razor as a man. Just but pink. Yeah. It's literally Alibaba drop shipping. It's literally one's pink, so they charge more. Really nice copy. Sort of reminds me of a Bill Bloss where they have little emoticons in between the text. A lot of people are doing this now.
2: I'll be honest. How many people who go to the site think, read this paragraph we just read? Very few
1: percentage. This is for them, not for me, consumer. This is how we started. But our normal person, oh, I don't even know what Billy is, right? Like cold prospects, right? Have no clue what Billy was. What does the razor do, right? (laughs) Yeah, they expanded there, but it's a very
2: generic way. They don't make it an easy sell. They don't get you excited to click to the next step of the funnel. They're not selling that next step of the funnel. Whereas Pill Club, they're selling that next step of the funnel very clearly. And that's what every part of this website experience
1: is. You're selling that next step of the funnel. Yeah. Now we're going to the razor that started it all, right? The $9 starter kit.
2: All right. Well, let's get started. Step one. It looks like some kind of quiz funnel. Stuff like this, I'm like, this is so hard to read. You I know? see what you mean. How does it look on mobile? it Looks like it's part of a quiz funnel. It's probably a lot of
1: mobile traffic going to it. You see, this is so hard to read.
2: Yeah, it's not that readable.
1: Stuff like this makes no sense to me. Literally, Billy watching this is going to get really mad at us. Uh, I mean, they should be thinking about getting sales, right? This is where for me, you're spending all this money on branding and you want to make stuff look good, but at the same time, you want to get sales. This font looks like it's it's Times New Roman font. Yeah. Let's get started before we get upset,
2: before we get angry. I'm not talking shit about Times New Roman font. I'm just saying it looks like it's a default template font. So what what it looks like. What color do you fancy? Let's go that peach pink color. Bottom right, a rose gold color. I don't know I, I'm butchering it. So you pick a color, obviously, oh, that first okay. step.
1: I thought like it yeah. went next. You see? UI. You see? Oh,
2: I see. That's you to, UI. You got to click it, and then you got to click next you gotta go next step. That's frustrating. Yeah, a lot of these quiz funnels, you just click the option, it goes to
1: the next step. Yeah, immediately. that's so much better. That's the thing that you can easily detect that too. How often do you shave?
2: Let's go every day just to make it exciting. By the way... It doesn't seem like a big deal, but it doesn't, seem. you know, like let's a big say deal. there's five or six steps. Yeah. You're doubling the number of clicks and things someone has to do to get to your funnel. You're adding a lot of friction. So compounded over a lot of, a too, lot of yeah. time,
1: it's killing it's, you. And the thing too, is that you're giving the user a choice to read on to other options. And they're like, hmm, do I shave one? Decision uh, fatigue. Yeah. So it's
2: like, whereas remember that beauty Bay, one of the first podcasts brand auditors. That did, beauty Bay was really was brilliant thinking, quiz funnel. I,
1: I was thinking about that they, too. People... They
2: highlight the option that goes yeah. well with the option you just picked. It's all one page. It's yep. all very efficient beauty Bay. I wonder if they still have that legendary funnel. Oh, it, they still got the funnel. That means it's a winner. Cause it's a one year old and direct response is a dinosaur. That means yep. it's a winner. But yeah, let's, uh, you know what? Let's be like every customer who goes in this and let's leave this funnel. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm not going to
1: move forward in it. Let me look at Beauty Bay real quick.
2: This is a great landing page. It's building a skincare routine. They yep. basically cross-sell you a lot of low-ticket items to build their average order value up. Yep. And they're making it a routine, so you subscribe to it. Very smart way. And you'll see it's like an interactive funnel. Yep. As you click a certain option, it suggests options that pair well with what you've previously selected.
1: I and love, obviously, it's yeah. very simple, clean UI. You'll see it. I love too, that they have stuff that's out of stock because it makes it seem like, hey, stuff is selling scarcity. It's sometimes people don't think about how this stuff actually affects buying decision. Like you see this out of stock. Now, instead of three choices, you have two. And you're like, okay, cool. Let me just maybe get this run And then add to my routine. Okay. So add it to the routine, go down.
2: Next I don't know if they do the suggestion anymore that I guess they don't before they would highlight ones that went well based on what you selected, which I think is good because they have like five or six different things here and you don't know the difference between them. You have to read all that text. Whereas if they just highlight one that goes well with what you selected, you're going to click that with no thinking yep. necessary. I think they changed their funnel a little bit, but um, yeah, I like the other one too. And they've been using this for like a year. So, you know, this is a good way to do a funnel. high average order value funnel. It's over. Yeah. And look, you clicked it. I think it did automatically go scroll you down after you clicked it. Yeah, it did. I don't remember. Okay.
1: And then you would review your shopping bag. I love that they call it your routine too. I think it's so smart. Oh, it's literally the benefit. It's not what your skincare product cart
2: is. It's your routine. It's what you do every day. You're envisioning it in your life just by the way they name it. And obviously it's a very obvious decision to do that but it's a very small detail that a lot of marketers and brand owners don't think about. Yeah, Every part matters.
1: It's the framing of it. Routine. In my routine, I need this. Price becomes less of a thing. It's like, oh yeah, for my routine, I, I want something good for my routine. Like, think about like a healthy workout routine. You're like, okay, what do I need to do? Healthy diet. Okay, cool. It's not about like the exact food or the exact like price of the food. It's more like, hey, this is the routine I want to eat. Here's- it looks like it's mobile friendly just because everything is very centered. Yeah. Which I like. Let's see what their checkout's like.
2: They're doing guest checkout now? Yeah. That's fancy. That's for very big brands who have a lot of repeat business. If they're bold enough to do that. That's an example of a done well in a similar space. User experience done well. It's something we've used as an example in our own marketing. Not just the UX, but the psychology around it. How they do the wording of it is really good.
1: They've had this layout for so long. Wow. Remember this
2: layout, or It's right? obviously working then. Yeah, I mean, some of the main lessons is make it very simple, user experience. Sell the next part of the funnel at all times. Yep. And always think about like what's in it for me, the customer. They're envisioning it in their life. How are you doing that? Are you making that easy for them? Then they're going to part with their wallets a lot easier. So that's really what you have to think about. I think overthinking the aesthetic design is a big obstacle or a big mistake. I see a lot of people do and underthinking just the psychology does this make sense kind of thing and you know if you look get pill club beauty bay magic spoon i think does that well yeah those are good examples brands that do that very well
1: yeah and i think go what your said a lot of people pay attention to the design the aesthetics and they're willing to invest you know 40 50k on a good design but when it comes to finding a copywriter they want the cheapest and it makes no sense because the copy is what people are reading um so Maybe instead of investing 50k into a design, invest 10k, and then invest another 25k into a great copywriter, because I think people sometimes forget that great copywriters, actually the great ones, the real, you know, the good ones, charge 10, 20k minimum. The ones that are okay, they're charging much less.
2: Yeah, and by the way, you might think copywriting is not as sexy of a thing in marketing these days. It's all, oh, uh, what's the, look at this 40 row as screenshot and look at this lookalike audience. But copywriting is what made every great company, massive. And especially things like Coca-Cola and these brands that are household names, it was all copywriting. And if you really look in the history of advertising in general, copywriting was everything. And whereas if you look at a lot of marketers today, they're all thinking about, should I do a 1% or a 2% lookalike? That's not marketing. That's probably why they don't do marketing for a long time.
1: I think what you're saying is a good lesson where These like 1%, 2% when Eric and I call like marketers are just okay. And that's where like, oh my God, I'm so good. But that's because Facebook did it for you. But now that Facebook is losing all this tracking, all the marketers are like, oh my God, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, you were always bad to begin with. So now you don't have the tools to make it easier. So then that's why they're freaking out, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I hope I'm not one of those bad ones. We're going to find out.
1: Think about it. Like that's why back in the day, like you were saying Coca-Cola, Pepsi, it was all Mm. copywriting because there was no such thing as lookalikes. It was literally your words had to sell. Because you are spraying and praying. <laughs> so, yeah. Facebook is like marketing an easy mode because Facebook's like, no, you don't need to do any marketing. We'll find them for you. So,
2: yeah. And I think people had it too good for too long. And, yeah, they're gurus because of that, or they claim to be or whatever. Yeah. And they don't know a lot of copywriting. And that user psychology is the most important thing. Absolutely. Yep.
1: But, all right, guys, that's today's episode. Feel free to drop any comments that you have on YouTube and feel free to like subscribe to us on youtube and leave us a review on itunes remember if you get a thousand reviews i was going to tattoo his face so uh, that's something on that
2: know. thousandth review so it's kind yeah. of like being the 23rd caller of a radio station and
1: uh and you win a thousand bucks or a free home or free rent or free uh tickets to some concert yeah what if that thousandth review is a one-star review and this and guy
2: sucks and uh
1: no then we don't post then we don't post it we oh, okay. do tattoo that one. I'll
2: tattoo that. Okay. That'd be funnier,
1: but okay. All right. But all right, guys. Talk to you guys soon.
0: This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voimedia. Thank you.